it's interesting in the uh, in the Gemara that very often here's a great example the con the content is completely different from what we were learning yesterday we were learning a completely different topic yesterday there was some agadita. Uh, we were dealing with uh, these people these, who had the sp- specific skills in the Beit HaMikdash and these talents and so on. And now we start a new parak, which is Taraf Bekalfi, which is the lottery for the two Seirim on Yom Kippur. You remember there are two goats, and which one goes to the Korban and which one goes to the cliff, to the Azazel, is determined by lottery. And that seems to be a completely different topic. But contextually and conceptually, there's a natural follow-on from what we did yesterday where we finished with Ben Azai uh, saying, Nobody can take away from what is yours. Uh, no, no kingdom can take away from what, what, what is somebody else's, and so on. Um, and, and now we talk about this Taraf B'Kalfi. So the Pasha is in Acharemot, where it's a, it's a strange avoider, where the Torah tells us, Meadat bnei Yisrael yikach shnei seirei izim lechatat. We will take these two seirei izim, and after bringing the general korban chatat, the kohen gadol takes the two goats, the seirim. Ve'emidotam lifnei Hashem. He puts them both before Hashem at the opening to the to the or moed to the heichal. Ve'natan Aaron al shnei seirim goralot, and then Aaron will draw lots, and he puts them on the two seirim. One to Hashem and one to the goes to the cliffs. And the Kohen uh, the Kohen Godel then makes the one that is destined for Hashem a Korban Khatat. And the other one stays alive before Hashem, part of the Kapara. Uh, and then eventually the Shalachotol Azazel and Mibarat gets sent off to the, uh, to the cliff in the desert. Our Mishnah starts the Perik. Taraf Bekalfi Vehelashne Goralot. He would put his hands into the box of the lottery. So there was a special box made, and there were two pieces of, of wood that were designed one Lashem, one Lazazel. Echad Katuva Lav Lashem, Vechad Katuva Lav Lazazel. The deputy Kohen has, stands on his right-hand side. So it's a whole process and ritual. And the head of the Beisdin stands on the left-hand side. If the, right, if the Hashem's one comes into the Kohen Godel's hands, then the Sgan says, uh, lift up your right hand, and so on. The, 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 the Mishnah explains it all. The Gemara asks, Lamali Taraf, why does the Mishnah start saying he must hurriedly pick a, a one of the, the pick the two lotteries, one in his right hand, one in his left hand? Answers the Gemara, Ki hechi nichvin, in order that he shouldn't have kavana, that there should be no mindfulness, no attentiveness. Normally, when we do things, the battle is to be attentive, to be mindful, to be deliberate. With this particular action, we want him to be subconscious. We don't want him to have any intention at all. And why might he have intention, Rashi says, because this, uh, the special muzzle and broch, if the right hand, if Hashem's name comes in the right hand, it's a good sign. And we saw in the Gemara a few days ago that um, uh, in the time of Shimon HaTzadik, it always came up in the right hand, and thereafter sometimes it did and sometimes it didn't. So what I want to deal with today is this concept of the, of the goral. Uh, what does it really mean and, and why are we doing it? And what is this? 
that he shouldn't in, be, have any intention about picking one of the lots. Why? Because then it might come out differently. What, Hashem can control the lottery, but he can't control the hands of the Kohen, of the Kohen Godel. What difference does it make? At the end of the day, one is going to go the one way, one is the other way, and if it's Hashem who has to make the decision, what difference does it make if the Kohen fiddles with them? At the end of the day, Hashem will make the decision. And what is the role of the lottery? Because the word goral is such an interesting word. When we use the word goral, it could mean destiny. This is their goral, this is the person's goral, this is his destiny, it's Hashkoche. And the word goral is also lottery, the most random thing there is in the world, flip a coin. So it's interesting that we have the same word for the ultimate randomness and the ultimate of Hashkoche, which is really interesting. And it's interesting that the Megillah with, with Haman says, Why does the Megillah tell us? And it doesn't normally translate Persian for us. We'll figure out what it means. This was a goral. And that means that, that there was Ashkoche involved in that. Hashem then, and which would mean, according to all of this, had Haman decided, let's go and slaughter all the Jews. No goral. We're not picking a date. We're doing it today. The outcome could have been and would have been very different. And uh, whatever the outcome would have been, it wouldn't have been the same. Um, but instead it was a pilpur hua goral. This was a goral. This was a, this was a goral. And we're on this, this interesting interface between random and destiny. And to think that randomness and destiny, which one would think are two such opposite ideas, are in fact very, very close. Let's try and understand that better. So the source of it is a posuk in Mishleh. A man throws the goral into the pocket into which he's going to pull it out of it. But all of the outcome is from Hashem. That's where the, where the outcome is from. So we've got three Rishonim to learn on that. The one is Rabbeinu Yona, the one is the Malbim, and the one is the Sforno back on, on in Sefer Vayikra. The Rabbeinu Yoyna says, um, this whole thing talks about how to achieve peace. When people are, are dividing things up, everybody wants the best, everybody looks at the other persons and thinks maybe it's better. A goral is the way we divide things up when there's a potential for machloket, as we did in the case of splitting up the, the land of Israel, Eretz Israel was split up that way. And he says at the end, so Shlomo HaMelech um, praises the concept of, of goral, of a lottery, of doing it by lottery. Why? To teach emunah. What Hashem has determined is what will come out in his, in his area. Like Chazal say, based on the Gemara, yesterday's Gemara, what is right for a person will not get taken away from him. What a person is due, what is due to a person will not get taken away from him. And the idea of a lottery is to realize that it's not random. It looks like it's random, but what comes out is guided by Hashem, and that's what, and that's what you need to have. Does that mean that you don't have that, that, that's neat? So now we know a lottery is a good way to make decisions. So does that mean uh, every, executive in his office should have a, a special kalfi with some lots in it and whenever he has to make a decision let him take lots and Hashem will decide. That's easy. We don't have to make any choices. We don't have to make any decisions. No, says the Malbim. Not so at all. Some things look as if they're random but they are hashkocha. 
Not, he says, yes, not everything. There are things which look random, but they are hashkocha. And that's why goral, the word is so close, because hashkocha often looks random. Hashkocha is not always miracles. It looks coincidental. It's in coincidence that you'll find hashkocha. It's in those strange things that happen, and it's serendipity, and it's odd. That's where you find hashkocha. An incredibly important piece of Malbim, a sentence of Malbim, that everybody should know. At the point where the power of choice and effort ends, that's where Hashkocha starts. You can only rely on Hashkocha when you've done everything humanly possible to reach your own conclusion. It's not a substitute for choice. It's not a cop-out. You can't, you can't abdicate responsibility for decision-making and say, Hashem will decide, I'll leave it to Hashem. You can only leave it to Hashem if you've done everything humanly possible. Then you can pull back and say, I can do that. I've done my bit. The outcome is in the hands of Hashem. The effort I put in, the outcome is, is Hashem's. That's how it works. You can't make a decision. Two people are arguing over something. There's no way to make a decision. You can use a goral. You would think that a goral is also random. Hashem will guide the outcome of a lottery if you're doing it um, when you've done everything you can yourself. And the result of the goral is not at random, it's from Hashem. So really, really important. The Vilna Gon used to have an, a, a method called the, the goral hagro. And it wasn't a lottery in the normal sense of the word. But he had a method to work out from a Tanakh, from the Psukim of Tanakh, to ask a question and get an answer from the Psukim of Tanakh. And during my father's shiva, my, my cousin, uh, Reb Chaim Shmuel Lopian, great Reb Chaim Shmuel Lopian, um, sat with me and taught me how to do the girl I grow. He was old and he wanted me, his rebellion had taught him how to do it and he wanted to teach me how to do it, which he did at the shiva. And then we did one together. It was an issue and we did the girl I grow together. He showed me how to do it. But we didn't get an answer. Tried a second time, we didn't get an answer. I said, so what does it mean? He said, it means you haven't tried, it's, you can work it out. It means you don't need a girl. You've got to go back and do some more work. Uh, the, a girl only works, even if it's a girl I grow. You can leave it to Hashem when you've taken human effort to the ends of your capability, then, then Hashem steps in. I think that's part of the, of the metaphor of, the, of Moshe Rabbeinu's mate, his stick. It goes beyond the human hand. The human hand has to go as far as it can go. And then the stick starts, then the miraculous starts. After that, it's, you've got to stretch out your arm, and where your arm can no longer reach, that's where the mate takes over, that's where Hashkocha takes over. And that's important to know in life and in business and in everything that we do. But there's one more caveat. So the one is you've got to obviously believe in it. The second is you've got to do everything humanly possible first before you leave it to Hashem. The Sforno in, on our passion in Acharemus in this parasha adds another caveat. The asker has to be a chosid. He has to be a, a tzaddik. You can't have an ordinary person saying, oh, I'm going to ask Hashem as if Hashem has a conversation with everybody. 
you have to be sure that you're on the level where you're uh, dedicated enough and sophisticated enough in your Torah and mitzvahs that you're in learning and that you're in Shmirat mitzvot and that your midot are where they need to be and that you're a p- person that the Sforna calls an Ish Chassid who's asking Hashem. That's what this posuk means. That's, that, then, this, then this operates. So those are the conditions that you've done all you can, that, that there's no way to work it out. And that's the idea of the two seirim being identical. The Sefer Hasidim says that's where we learn from that they have to be identical. Otherwise, why do you need a girl? You'll give the nicer one to Hashem and the second one to the Azazel. The bigger one to Hashem and the smaller one to the Azazel. The same as you decide which color to cut. The halachas that, that decide that for you, it's easy. So you must say they're identical. That's why you need a goral. So when the two options of a dilemma are identical, you've got to go as far as you can to work it out. If you can't, then you can turn to Hashem and you can use a goral, provided you're an ish chassid, you're somebody who's sufficiently uh, involved and dedicated and immersed in Torah mitzvahs that you can expect Hashem to answer you and then to leave it to Hashem to, to intervene.